Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. It's General Michael Flynn, of course, the former NSA. He was the National Security Advisor under Donald Trump, then President Trump. And he's a guy that that was run through the mud and still came out clean as a whistle. We, we talked not long ago. General, first of all, Happy New Year. Good to see you again. How you doing there, Pags? You doing good? I, I don't say, I don't, you know, I, I, and I think maybe you can tag my, uh, my, uh, the op-ed I wrote on uh, New Year's Eve because I'm not, I'm not in one of those, you know, oh, happy new year to everybody. This is a laser. 2023 is laser focused yeah. and everybody's got to be laser focused. If your audience is like the rest of America and paying attention to what's happening in Washington, DC right now with the, with the latest round, I think we're in the ninth or 10th vote for a speaker of the house. Nobody should take this thing uh, for granted, and, and everybody in this country ought to take it very seriously. It is the it is the number three position to the, you know, you know, from the president to the vice president yes. to the speaker of the house. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, of the direction that the majority of the Republicans are going, but I'll go with the majority for now. Yeah. Once they once they get a solid vote, but I think we need a whole cloth. Uh, uh, you know, change of leadership in the Republican uh, Party, the Republican National Committee, and and then there needs to be a, a, you know a kind of a, a cleansing all the way down the entire chain of command, and really really prioritize the grassroots movement in this country. If we want to get this country back, the Republican Party has to prioritize the grassroots movements in this country from the precinct strategies to the Republican executive committees, to these various clubs, et cetera. So that, that's my happy new year back to you, Joe. Well, well, it, well listen, I, I'm more than happy to take it because I think you're right. I know you're right. We're on the precipice of, of becoming the great country that we once were or becoming a third world country that's just sort of controlled by globalist idiots. So I'm with you in that we have to be grassroots. We've got to be America first. We've got to be really conservative. In general, that's why I'm a little bit confused why by uh, some big name conservatives that I really respect are coming out and saying, just give it to McCarthy. And I think at the end of the day, you don't just do that. I think you fight the fight. And I think that you hold his feet to the fire and say, we should have term limits. Or you say, you should accept the Texas delegation and their suggestions on the border. You can't just have a guy who's says, I'm not going to do anything you want, but vote for me. That doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. And one of the things that I would tell you is that, um, trying to square away my, my thing here, Jags, I'm sorry to you and your audience. I I'm still, uh, um, anyway, yeah, no, I think that what's happened, first of all, democracy is, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not a clean, wonderful, you know, uh, very, very methodical process. That that you know is all roses. Right. Democracy is like exactly what we're seeing. It is this. It's it's debate. It's uh, it's decisions. It's more debate. It's more decisions. And frankly, I think what we're seeing, Pags, is we're seeing a a uh, an, a you know I, I really what I think is just a wonderful wonderful thing uh, for the American people. And I do believe that it is it should it should. The outcome, the consequence should be to strengthen the Speaker of the House, whoever it becomes. And I, I, so, I, so I think that, uh, you know, it, it, I, think, I think it was Churchill. He's one of the and I won't, I'll screw up his, his quote, but he basically said, you know, talking about all the other ideologies in the world. And, you know, because people were complaining about democracy and, you know, as as as, uh, as chaotic as it might seem, it's still the best system in the world. Now, we are a republic. So that means. You know, we are a democracy, but we're a constitutional republic, meaning our 
are uh, those those that we elect. They, re they represent us. And right now, I like what I see, and I'm actually enjoying it. I haven't watched every single second of, of every single vote, but I paid attention to all three days, and I'm, of course, watching the outcomes. And I do think at a certain point in time, we have to focus on what I like to say, and, I, and I've, I've known to say this in the military, you know, it's mission over ego. Mission over ego. What is the mission for, you know, for every American right now? The mission for every American is to, is to try to figure out how we can save this country from the grips of these Marxists on the left. One of the things that I, and I, I know we are going to talk about some other topics today, yes. particularly China, but one of the things that I, I you know, as I'm watching it, I, I, it really does, I guess it personally, it's a personal thing. It's not really something that's, uh, that everybody else has to agree with, but it's a personal thing for me. But when I see these Republicans that stand there and they say, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, my friends, some of whom are my friends, let me tell you something. That, that's, the, that's the Democratic National Committee of the Chinese Communist Party that is directing the vote. And that vote hasn't changed. It hasn't wavered one iota right. for Jeffries. I mean, they are they are lockstep like like, you know, like they are moving this country toward which is towards a socialist system of government. And there are card carrying Bush is one of them card carrying members of, of the Marxist Party in in Congress right now. So so we have we have a uh, uh, one one body when people are watching this, if everybody's paying attention, we have one party. That, it, that knows they're not going to have the speakership and they're just lockstep. They're going to vote for this guy, you know, Jeffries. You know, people can can uh, can decide on whether or not he's even capable of doing it. Right. Versus versus a number of candidates who have been put forward. And the one thing that I that does bug me. And again, I'll say it's my, it's a personal problem of mine. When I watch and I'm sitting, I'm sitting and I'm watching Kevin McCarthy sit there. You know, and he's got kind of a little bit of a smug look on his face, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, geez, why doesn't he stand up? Why is it? Why doesn't he stand up and publicly state what it is that he plans on doing? Because what I don't like is I don't like these at the end of the day, going back into these closed door conference sessions and cutting these deals. I don't want that. The American people doesn't want, don't want that. What we want is we want an accountability of our elected officials. And then we want those elected officials to hold these unelected bureaucrats accountable, which is what I've heard Jim Jordan say quite a bit. So we have got to have we've got to have full transparency there, Kevin. So stand up, you know, grab yourself and 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 grab the mic and and tell the American people, you know, you're third in line to the presidency. Tell the American people what you plan on doing as speaker of the House of Representatives representing all of America. Representing the, the, you know, really, they're they're supposed to be in at the federal level. They're the closest to the people. So tell us what you plan on doing. And I'm going to tell you, it could it could sway the vote. Instead of sitting there and letting others talk for you, and then when it doesn't work out for you, you go into a back room and you cut some you cut some new deal. We're done with that. And that's frankly why he's not pulling the he's not pulling the the you know the 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 wagon load over the over the uh, the line. 
I think you make a very, very good point and a perfect point when you say it's about ego. Here's the challenge, though. Is the ego problem with Kevin McCarthy or is the ego problem with the 20 that are holding out? Because those who back McCarthy say the ego is the 20. The 20 say the ego is McCarthy. McCarthy isn't owed anything. I think the guy thinks he's entitled. He's not owed anything. Like you said, he's got to earn that. And General, should he stand up in the House, in the chamber and say, I, Kevin McCarthy, will close the border, stop fentanyl from coming in. I will do term limits. We will stop this ridiculous budget, get rid of the 87,000 IRS agents. I think everybody votes for him. So why don't you think he's doing that? Yeah, I I mean, you know what? I mean, I think that there's a a body of people behind him and some are in in the House, many are not, and they're former former, uh, members and former, you know, political people. There's probably some folks, and I'm really talking the establishment, there's there's a corporate body uh, also that gets involved in this kind of stuff. There's lobbying going on behind the scenes that people won't see, uh, you know, on, on the in, during the vote. And there's a lot of people that are going, nope, don't you dare give up. You're you're you must be the next speaker in order for us to control what we want to control, which is which is the purse strings in Washington, D.C. And, and that's not that's not what the American people want. And that's what they're that's what they're losing sight over. Right. I don't think it's an ego problem with the with the the 18 or 20 or I think maybe there was 21 today. But I don't think it's an ego problem. I actually think it's people who are they just don't have the confidence in uh, in McCarthy. And, you know, the lead up, the build up. And this is where this is where the American people, you know, in our DNA pegs. And you kind of just said this. Nobody is entitled. You have to earn whatever it is that you uh, are going to, you know, get. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and actually it's, it's, it feels better when you've earned it, when you've worked your tail off for it, 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 instead of being handed it, I mean, Kevin McCarthy's not going to be handed anything. And I think that he, he came into this, came into this vote on the, on day one, thinking that I am the heir apparent and I'm just going to walk in and I'm going to be the next speaker of the house. And everybody was telling him that, but he wasn't going and, and, he, he wasn't imbuing confidence in the entire body. And that's what, I mean, you see all these, you see all these, I'm watching social media quite a bit and I'm, on, on different uh, social media sites and all these little polls that are popping up all over the place. Like you want, you know, do you want uh, people to keep fighting? Do you want Kevin McCarthy? Do you want this person? Do you want that person? You know, do, do you not want Kevin McCarthy? And I mean, these are thousands and thousands of people. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're all, from from his district in California, but there but the it's like ninety to ninety five percent of the polls that I've seen, and again they're not scientific. I got all that, but but you know what? A lot of polls are are, are wrong that we've seen in in elections and such. So what we're really talking about is a lack of confidence here, and and the, and it's not a it's not about the majority, but but in this case you got to get I think the number's two eighteen. Yeah. So until you get two eighteen. You're not going to be the speaker. How many times in a row do you want to try to to get to 218? And obviously, the people that are not voting for him, they are not getting something. And the ones that I've listened to that have that have stood up and spoken, I'm thinking to myself, boy, that makes sense to me. You know, some of the things that you just said, Pags. You know, the border. I mean, things like bills that are being passed. I mean, uh, amendments. Um, you know, the 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 whole thing. A lot of things that Nancy Pelosi got rid of. You know, they want these people want Kevin McCarthy to bring him back. So 
Let's do that. Why doesn't and, and why doesn't again, why doesn't Kevin McCarthy just stand up and, and state, here is what I plan on doing. And I and 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 I'm going to day one, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm for this. I'm for that. Why doesn't he do that? I mean, instead of sitting there with that, with the look on his face as though, hey, I deserve this. Right. No, you don't, Kevin. You don't deserve it. All those other members of the House. And, and you know, it's a funny thing about our founders, as as we saw Matt Gates announce uh, his his uh, he, his nod for Donald Trump today. It was pretty good. But but the founders, they 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 created that that sort of clause in that in our Constitution where you don't have to be an elected member to be elected as the uh, speaker of the House. You don't have to be a, a member of the House to be a speaker. That's true. The speaker. And so no, no, it's in the Constitution. They can choose anybody they want. Exactly. That's a fascinating, you know, little tidbit of of constitutional, you know, uh, insight. And you kind of say to yourself, why did the why did the founders do that? And there's actually writings about that. And and I think for the most part, they did it because they understood that at times there were going to be people that would that could rise above the noise and the and frankly, the tyranny that they knew would eventually seep in to our government, because that's typically what happens to governments. They all knew it. They studied every single one of them that signed on the dotted line of our of our Constitution, our Declaration. They studied, they, they were some of the most studied, learned people in the world. And thank God that we had them when we did, because they gave us this, this beautiful experiment in democracy, where, yeah. which we are seeing play out in spades here. And uh, so I, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I, I don't think that uh, Kevin McCarthy clearly does not have the confidence and he's going to have to make a decision at some point because otherwise, if if uh, and, and a decision to either give in to some of their demands and those demands sound very reasonable, they, they make sense to me. I think they make sense to a lot of to millions of other Americans or step down and say, I've given it my best shot. I need to uh, walk away from this. I no longer want to be speaker. I've got to ask you something philosophically, because everything you just said I agree with. And by the way, there are some who will say that the founders made a mistake in the Constitution by suggesting they can choose their speaker without saying it had to be somebody who was a member of the House. They didn't make a mistake. They did that on purpose, I think, for the reasons that you said, to keep totally. people in check. Because you can get a Michael Flynn in there as the speaker. Um, that's going to make everybody start shuddering in their boots on both sides. So I think they were very smart to do that. But philosophically speaking, and by the way, go to GeneralFlynn.com, get his best-selling book, The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation warfare it's an amazing read go and check that out generalflynn.com philosophically speaking why is it that the democrats are such a better team than the republicans are and what i mean is they rally around adam schiff who's a liar uh, they rally around swalwell who slept with a chinese spy for five years they rally around jerry nadler who doesn't know today from tomorrow and he lies his face off they rally around joe biden who uh, many doctors have said has dementia well on the right they can't get in a room and decide on 10 things they're going to walk out and say we're we're now a united front so why are they better at that do you think yeah they're more united because they are completely taken over by a marxist left and 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 they are that you must toe the line. If you don't toe the line, you will be severely crushed. You will you will receive nothing. But that's that's the least of it, of your problems. Uh, you will be personally, uh, financially, uh, you will not have a political future as long as you toe the line for the political left in the Democratic Party. Uh, you're you're on the team. 
believe me, if one Democrat, if one Democrat stood up and said, I'm going to go for Kevin McCarthy, it would be, you know, honestly, it would be because either they've got something up their sleeve and or the person like had, you know, Nirvana and realized, boy, I, you know, I'm with the wrong team here, you know, but I just you're just not going to see it. Right. That's why they're better organized for that kind of stuff. But the problem is with them is that all of their policies are just completely broken. I mean, look at the state of our country today. Yeah. And yet when when one of the and I, I forget which who it was, it was a gentleman there, uh, a guy um, might have been Lou that was up uh, doing the nomination for Jeffries on like the eighth vote or something like that. And he's like spewing off how united we are and how wonderful we are and how we've we've reduced inflation. I mean, I, he's going through Ridiculous. like five or six things. And I'm thinking to myself, these people are living in a in another world. They're on a, they're in another planet. And it's because they are they are not they, they do not. Uh, and <laughs> excuse me, they, they do not love them. They, they hate. In fact, many of them hate the way this country is. Man, we just scratched the surface. We talked a lot about the speaker stuff. We're going to get into China in earnest in part two. We'll have at least three parts with General Michael Flynn. We get into all sorts of things, including why is it that some in the power structure, the elite in this country, don't want the country to be great? Uh, That part two is going to be tomorrow. We'll probably have a part three. We'll put the whole darn thing up on the internet afterwards. In the meantime, stay right here. We're back after this in the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I always appreciate uh, General Flynn coming on. If you are listening on the live video stream or on iHeartRadio or on a digital source for the program, you probably heard him drop a bomb. If you're listening on the radio airwaves, you did not hear it. But it's always great just to have a a one-on-one guy talk with with a man who really loves this country and has done so much for the country. We go about 45 minutes, so there will be a part two tomorrow. Then I'll put the entire podcast up probably this weekend. A lot more to get to. We get in-depth on China and what China's trying to do to the United States and to the world. Keep it here. Joe Pags coming back. This is the Joe Pags Show.